0: Head over to TheInforium.com slash Nebula to sign up now. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. What's up, man? Yo. It's been a while since we podcasted. That's what happens when you responsibly batch things. That's right. That's what happens when you get efficient. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, Have you ever thought about the fact that you could technically open Microsoft Paint, zoom into the pixel level, and... If you knew what you were doing and had enough time, you could make literally any picture oh, yeah. by simply just choosing a color in a pixel and then moving to the next pixel and choosing a color. You could make the Mona Lisa. Technically, you could.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like that uh, that idea where if you had a screen and you, you generated every possible combination of stuff we could do for mm-hmm. like a JPEG, you you could see everything in the universe at some point. Oh, you're right.
0: Actually- At least through through the lens of our eyes. Yeah, you couldn't do like infrared. Yeah, so if you made like an infrared screen and then all the screens, I wonder if there are wavelengths of light we don't even know about. It's like so high we can't even measure it. I don't know. Probably, I don't know, why not? Um, but on that note, and I do not know if I'm going to be able to link this up in the show notes because I literally can't remember the URL for the life of me, but there is actually a website out there where- there is a auto-generated page for every possible combination of alphanumeric characters uh, that I think is like – it's like a page length basically. So I don't know how many, exactly how many characters, but everything that could ever be said or written in that amount of characters, however much a page is, is on that website.
1: So, so they're, they've they've uh, future stolen a lot of book pages. Yes.
0: Any book oh, that no. has or will ever be written, anything that has or will ever be said. All you got to do
1: is include characters that they didn't include. That's how you make sure Ooh,
0: they didn't get you. there we go. Yeah, well, we got to make up some new sounds. Yeah, well, that's fine. We'll just, we'll make a phonetic book. Like my next book is going to be written in the IPA phonetic alphabet. That would be fun. No one will buy it except for you. I would like that. That would, that would be like, <laughs> let's see if I can read this page. It's going to take me. Okay. I don't think you actually want to do that. I would I read know. a page. You'll do one page. I'm not going to read the book. I mean, that that's pretty um, close to how I read, quote unquote, read my Japanese Harry Potter copy. Oh, yeah. I so you sounded stuff out, out, out and went, page. I don't know
1: what that means. I sounded it though.
0: Well, I, I did understand certain things like pata" and things like things that. Like is that is true. But uh, yeah. Well, it, it was nice because the, what do you call it when they, they translate the kanji into uh, the- hurugana furigana yeah where they translate the more complicated kanji characters into the easier alphabets that, if you is, want to call it. that them does that
1: doesn't make sense cuz harry potter's like it's a kids, a kid's book. book yeah At least so until you, you get to the last
0: several if you know katakana and if you know um, hiragana then you can technically pronounce <clears throat> everything in that edition of the book yeah you just won't know what it's saying unless well, you can well you translate.
1: don't need to know what it says you just it's you, true you
0: feel it fair enough all right, so we are doing an episode that I've been excited about for a while, because I need to get schooled. All right, uh, we're going to talk about tea. Because number one, we always have tea on this podcast. Yes. To the point where we have certain YouTube viewers who will call us out if we do not have tea on an episode. Oh, well, that's fun. It's yeah. I know you don't ever see the comments. Nope. But, um, Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just PSA for everyone out there. Martin doesn't read the comments. Do whatever you want. I don't know what the internet <laughs> is. I've never used it before. Yeah. If I had a podcast where I went back in time and chatted with somebody from like the 1800s once a week and then just published it, it, it wouldn't be that different from yeah, this I'm, I'm a web developer, but I don't than, go on the web, you know? <laughs> <I just> yeah. <laughs> like you, you're very knowledgeable about all the latest web standards and complicated programming languages, but you don't know you don't even know about the west coast choppers meme I've
1: what seen are you that. even doing
0: oh you have seen it i think okay. i have seen no that one. actually i want to make my own version of it everyone keeps trying to make this overcomplicated like shoving philosophy in it i just want to make it where every single panel they're just going like <laughs> that's just going to be it yeah well
1: every panel is going to say this is a meme go outside love martin there you go that's, that's a good one i just wrote
0: one let's have that one in the show notes somebody else can make it though i don't have time yeah. <laughs> All right. But we're going to talk about tea because I think the most cliche college drink is coffee. And it makes sense. Everyone thinks they have to stay up super late and coffee has plenty of caffeine in it. So everyone drinks coffee and everyone likes to Instagram their lattes with hashtag blessed and all that kind of stuff. But as you like to remind me all the time, uh, coffee ain't the most popular drink in the world. No, no, it's that's actually tea. Well, well, behind water, I think. Behind water. Yo, well, is it actually? I think we actually Googled this at one point. I, because don't,
1: I, I feel like I thought I thought it was the second one, but I don't actually remember now because it's not like I looked yeah. at a source with numbers. I looked at people saying that because oh, I okay. didn't actually care how popular it was.
0: Yeah, maybe we can look it up later. I do Well, I know for most of recorded history, um, water was not commonly drank because- Maybe is the top then. It might be. Well, now we can purify water. Well, now the favorite is Pepsi Cola. There you go. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, For most of recorded history, and there's an excellent book on this topic called The History of the World in Six Glasses, most people did not drink water because water was usually contaminated. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. You had to find a very potable source of it. And unless you had a well or you had like a clear mountain stream, you couldn't trust standing water because there's probably some worm in it that's going to like shoot out of your leg in 30 days or something. Nature's wonderful. It's horrible. And <laughs> I never want to go outside again. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, people would find ways to sterilize. I don't know if sterilize is the correct word, but purify their water by turning it into beer because the fermentation process kills off a lot of that bad bacteria, um, turning it into wine or boiling it and making coffee or tea. Fair. So I would be curious to know if water has in fact overtaken tea as the most popular drink, but ever since the uh, great shipping empires of the mercantile era got their hands on tea, it has become the most popular drink in the world. Well, it's pretty good. And that leads you us know, to today a where we've got- Also, this is probably done. Yeah, we should probably do it. I don't do know it. how to use that. Uh, I will let you do the honors. Okay. Imagine you were like doing one of them TNT plungers. Might, so it's gonna explode. Like it I will say. explode and this podcast will end. No, so so for Can anybody not watching this on YouTube, we are using a French press to steep loose leaf tea. Why not? So um, yeah, well we thought about this because I own three teapots. That's One well. is this small teapot that I have on the table here from Japan, which is great, but it doesn't hold very much tea. Um, so I usually this don't is use actually in the working anymore. really well. I know, right? It's actually a pretty there. It is sweet that was thing. that was a nice clean setup. Yeah. Um, so I've got the one teapot and then we have two other ones, one of which has a chipped spout. So I don't use it very often. And it also doesn't have a good, um, mesh area for the loose leaves. And the other one, which people have probably seen this happen on the podcast before, it has a very badly designed spout that just lets like water drip down the side of the teapot and go over the table.
1: We just end up spilling stuff.
0: Yeah. It's horrible. So for this episode, I'm like, all right, we got to do tea properly and, what do I come up with, but to use a French press, which is a coffee device for tea. But yeah, actually it, it works it, really it well. It does seem to have done a, a decent job. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you get into the details of like why you should drink it and the different varieties and everything. But I think that most people, when they think of tea, they think of like a bag that you put in a mug of hot water and you take it out when you're done. Um, but there's also a way to do it, which is you just literally take the leaves and you find a way to steep them in water and then you find a way to remove them. Yeah. So a teapot like this, you just put the leaves in the top in this little mesh container and then you can pull the little mesh container out. It's like a little basket once it's done. But then you got to set it to the side. You have to have something prepared. Um, there's these ones you can get from like Tivana at the mall where they just like, they can be sat on top of your mug and the pressure will release this plate that releases all the water from the bottom. So that's pretty nice. But- I had never thought about using a French press before. Works pretty well. You just put the water and the leaves in there. And then when they're done steeping, you press the little mesh disc down. It presses all the leaves to the bottom and your tea is ready to go. Yeah. So I did notice that you used most of the tea though. Um, I guess like my, my whole intention for using the French press is so we could each get like two glasses out of it per episode. My,
1: my only intention was the innovation.
0: Oh, you just thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- that is basically what I know about tea. Um, And before this episode started, I was informed that what I usually choose to drink on this podcast is in fact not tea. Yeah. You pointed out three distinct things (laughs) and I was like, you don't drink tea then. I I know that rooibos is not tea. Yeah. I knew that that was some South African plant. That's a red bush. Um, I was not aware that chamomile is not tea. Well, sometimes it could be mixed with tea, but in this case it was not. So um, yeah, school me on tea. How do I get into this and what are my options? So I guess first,
1: first I, in order to answer this question, I went to Panera and I asked myself, how did I get into tea? Because surprisingly, the answer is not because Martin was born super hipster and into Zen stuff because he meditates and does all this, all this nonsense that seems to tie together. I actually came into all that stuff coincidentally in separate ways. And tea I got into while I was working back at my web development job in Urbandale because there was a Panera down the hill, and I wanted a warm drink, and coffee makes me feel bad. So mm. I got this tea, and it was just this Republic of Tea Daily Green Honey Ginseng Tea. Okay. And I loved it because it was warm. It had that s- slight sweet sweetness from the honey, but it wasn't yeah. too sweet or anything. And I accidentally ordered like 10 Republic of Tea tins <laughs> and then got really into it after that. Because once you have that much tea in your cupboard, you really need to start to justify it by drinking it.
0: Or you could be like me and not.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. But I do love tea. And did you like pretty it right away? Favorite. That particular one I did, yeah. You did? Okay. But that one like, was with the honey, it was a little bit sweet too. So gotcha. it wasn't like, I would say that it depends. On what you're used to, whether you're going to – because there are so many different kinds of teas. And if you're into yeah. juice or soda or some stuff like that, certain types of teas may be better. If yeah. if you're into coffee, certain types of teas may be better. Okay. And yeah, I guess for me, since that was a slightly sweetened one already and I was looking for a, like a calm, relaxing drink, it kind of fit yeah. immediately.
0: Okay. So actually I think a good precursor question to like how to get into tea is – uh, why get into tea? Yeah. So like, if you already like coffee, why do tea? Or if you already drink Mountain Dew, Code Red every single day, and oh, play don't stop, do World stop. of Warcraft with your Doritos, why stop that? Why drink tea instead? Why drink as I I think I said in a in a video, um, like dirty leaf water.
1: <laughs> yes, in one of my favorite books, uh, somebody refers to it as spinach water, and. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's delicious. I want, could we be
0: steep spinach? I mean, <laughs> that that's, I an, that's
1: an herbal infusion, you know? You just put the spinach in there for boiling. It'll probably not... I don't know if it'll taste good. It's probably going to be bad. I don't think I want that. Yeah. That's not, not the right kind of thing. So I guess other than the fact that, one, makes you cool, you know? It's one, it's the first or second most popular drink. Don't you want to join the club? Duh. I do want to be a cool Unless kid. you want to be too hipster for the club. But in America, that still puts you in the tea camp because America is really fond of coffee.
0: Yep. I don't think tea is even near the most popular drink here in America.
1: Yeah. Well, that's because in America, tea, unless you like already know about it, I think tea is envisioned as like Lipton and like Ness tea, just like, or like sweet tea or it's just like a bunch of low quality black teas that aren't particularly like this. This is a black tea. But it's a nice Darjeeling. It's a fancy. This one. is a black tea. It's good.
0: Oh, okay, I actually didn't know that. So yeah, uh, I'll ask you all my questions about the different colors of tea and what they mean. Oh yeah. Later, yeah. Um, but so for a person like me, when I first started drinking tea, I thought it was disgusting and awful. And what was your first tea? Probably, probably was, it, was it just like a no- probably just bagged Lipton or something like it <laughs> or. or <laughs> <laughs> or, then, um, so in the past I've tried, so I really like a chai latte. I love. Chai oh yeah. Latte. The spices in
1: chai are delicious. Yeah, that so sounds, that's,
0: that sounds good. Chai tea, right? Yeah. And so then it's just a latte. So it's steamed milk, milk and stuff. But then I have bought bagged chai, several varieties before from like the grocery store. And every time I try to like I steep it in the water, I pour in some milk. It doesn't taste anything like what you get at the coffee shop? Do you sweeten so, it? Um, I, you know, I've tried putting a little bit of sugar in there, but that still doesn't, it doesn't make it taste the same. So I always wondered if they like have some sort of like blend of spices or if it's just more potent at a coffee shop. I don't know. Well, they
1: could be sweetening it with something different or more, or the steamed milk may make a difference. I don't know about that. that. I don't order latte stuff anywhere. That's true. Usually I just pour milk uh, in there. chai is a blend involving black tea and a bunch of spices. And with black teas in general, uh, like, I like this, but for the most part, I like black teas better when you put a type of milk or sweetener in them. I think that okay. brings out the flavor
0: more for me. Yeah. Which that's usually how I drink most you know, Well, that's uh,
1: bl- a lot of black teas that are popular in Western culture, at least, are mixed with stuff. So we drink chai, but we drink it in like latte form. Yeah. You know, we mix it with milk and or, or honey. Or you've got Earl Grey, which has got the bergamot in there, mm. which you're adding a separate flavor. Okay. I guess... Other than the gross examples that I don't want to drink because I'm used to other teas now, we drink a lot of flavored or combination things. Mm -hmm. And Celestial Seasonings, the tea place that's in Boulder with the factory and it was several of the brands or several of the boxes in your cupboard, Mm -hmm. they actually produce almost entirely herbal infusions because of where they are. They can't grow tea there. Oh, okay. So due to necessity, they grow herbal
0: infusions and not tea. But it turns out that that's really popular here. Yeah. So, what is an herbal infusion exactly? Is it just like any tea-like drink that doesn't have tea in it? Or yeah, like what pr- defines pretty it? Pretty
1: much, unless unless the drink is big enough that it gets to be its own category. I wouldn't call oh, okay. like. Um, so this is. There are a lot of things right now. Tea is just the drink made with the Camellia sinensis plant. It's mm-hmm. all tea: black tea, white tea, uh, pu and all green tea. All of it's the same same type of plant just grown grown in different there's different varieties of the plant but it's the same plant and it varies a lot in where it's grown the climate and the elevation makes a big difference and whether it's grown in the shade Hmm. because like if it's grown in the shade if i'm not mistaken it's that they the leaves need to create more chlorophyll and stuff because they need to try to pull more resources out and it ends up giving them a more sweet and soft taste a lot of um i believe a lot of the green teas that I drink end up being shade grown, possibly Gyokuro, but I don't remember. But basically where you grow the tea makes a huge difference in how the plant ends up tasting. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of ridiculous
0: because you can get these, um, oolong teas that taste really creamy. I have some milk oolong that I got from Kuchan Boulder and that it smells like buttered movie popcorn when it's dry in the bag. And then I always make it with milk and it is delicious.
1: Yeah. I had a I had a milk oolong sometime within the last year. I just got a free sample from Republic of Tea because I had bought so much stuff from them. They send me catalogs. Mm-hmm. And at first I was wary, you know, because I was like, I don't know if I can drink this. It's got the milk in there. But actually a a real true milk oolong has nothing to do with milk. It's just happens to be how the plant tastes. It, oh, um, okay. The, the way they grow it, is in such a way that it happens to create more of the chemical compounds that make it taste creamy in the end. But when I drank mm. it, it was ridiculous. Actually, that would be a pretty good starter tea, I think. I think it would, yeah. Because it's really smooth. It doesn't have a lot of the bitterness that mm-hmm. you'll get in some of them.
0: Now, I guess on that note, uh, you are, at least you believe you are, quite lactose intolerant. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had dairy in a long time. And uh, I think you were and telling me that milk, like, anyway. certain varieties of milk oolong are actually made with yes. real milk so. rather than getting uh, a proper milk oolong bridal yes
1: so some the reason for that is that for the most part uh, to my understanding the milk oolongs are Taiwanese I mm-hmm. believe and at some point the, it, there wasn't enough production coming from the actual stuff mm-hmm. so then it it left an opening in the market for a lot of imitations uh, okay so you'll get you'll get regular you'll get different kinds of teas they could still be oolongs but they've been like they've got steamed milk filtered through them or something yeah. and there there are some imitations so sometimes it there is dairy right so it ends up being very confusing but so
0: like somebody like you who can't drink milk should probably I, I would double be check. careful about I would, which one they buy
1: yeah i would double check and and make sure but the pure be pure milk oolong is is fine okay and, and i can't fantastic. think of any
0: other tea or herbal infusion that would have dairy in it other than that um, then maybe only like mixtures chocolate where it thing? makes
1: sense because I've seen some, so like at the Tivana in the mall, you know, because I like, I like free samples of stuff. Why not? But there was, um, there's one with like white chocolate in it, which ah, that would that involve would dairy. But for the most part, tea isn't going to have that stuff unless okay. you put it in.
0: Yeah. So getting back to that question of why get yeah. into tea, uh, you obviously said like you could, you could be the hipster in America or you yeah, could join that's, the Yeah, but that's cool not that worldwide. compelling
1: for the most part.
0: Um, now I, I'm a coffee lover. I drink like at least two cups of coffee a day. Uh, And obviously coffee has a fair amount of caffeine in it. So doesn't tea have less caffeine than coffee? Yes. And it depends on the type of tea. So
1: uh, one of the reasons to get into tea would be that tea, it could be a healthy alternative to whatever you're currently drinking, whether Mm -hmm. it be a coffee habit that, that goes too far or soda or juice or something. Yeah, And... So green green and white teas are going to have a small amount of caffeine and black teas I believe have the most caffeine. Yep. All of these still have like 2 to 3 to 4 times less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Okay. On average obviously I can't speak for a specific I don't know how many leaves we put in here. I didn't do any <laughs>
0: calculations, but in general it'll be less, right?
1: In general it'll it'll take you a, Two to four cups of tea to reach the caffeine of a single cup of coffee. Okay. At least with what I'm drinking. So
0: if you have a caffeine dependency, but you and you're trying to get off of that, but you still want to have like a nice drink during the day that isn't just water, then tea could be a nice alternative.
1: Yeah, and it could it could help uh, wean you off of it, or not even off of it, because it's it's okay in small amounts. It's not going to kill you as long as you're. Part of the reason that green tea, to to my understanding, became popular within um buddhist sects was because they needed to meditate for long periods of time Mm. and tea while also being a wonderful calm peaceful thing to drink provides enough caffeine to keep you alert but not enough to make it so that you can't like sit still you know you don't drink a cup of green tea and then get all wired and jump around the room yeah but it might make you a little more awake so it's like a Mm. it's a nice balance of caffeine
0: on that note, a little bit unrelated, um, I found it very interesting that the the South Korean Buddhist monk lady who was on chef's table was talking about how there are, I think, five flavors that they do not cook with. Oh, like, yes. The pungent spices. Yes. The pungent spices like garlic and I, I forget the other four, but they just, they literally do not use them because they feel like those foods mess with the peaceful energy needed for proper meditation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think it's like they excite the senses too much to Mm. the point that it creates a sort of craving rather than an intentional, Mm. an intentional desire to do what you're doing sort of a thing. I mean, I I cook with garlic.
0: Yeah. I'm quite emphatically not Zen. I use a lot of garlic. (laughs) But also she's
1: like my favorite person that I've seen on Netflix that I can think
0: of. I think that was my favorite episode of Chef's Table. And uh, out of any episode, that's the one that I would recommend people go watch. I also personally love the ramen episode. I understand why he's not really your kind of guy. Oh, I'm sure he's fine, you know. <laughs> Ivan Ramen's episode was very cool.
1: I've just I've just got my vibes that speak to me.
0: Yeah, and she's definitely yeah. your vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I guess in my mind, like uh, apart from the, the lower caffeine content, it's just a drink that has so many different varieties that it has a huge potential to expand your palate. And- Something I talked about in my video on breaking bad habits was when I was trying to break my addiction to energy drinks, I I tried to ask myself like, what is the reward I'm getting from the energy drink? Because it's kind of like Charles Duhigg points out in Power of Habit. There's like that cue and that craving that leads to a specific routine of behavior that leads to a reward. And you have to isolate what exactly is the reward. With an energy drink, it could be energy. It could be the taste or it could be uh, the fact that it's just like, a fun drink that sort of breaks up the monotony of your studying or whatever it is you're doing. So I, I kind of identified that that was the main reason because I would have to go to the library in college. I would have a lot of studying to do or a lot of work. And I think, all right, to make this a little bit more fun, I'm going to grab a NOS or I'm going to grab a monster and just that'll be, you know, a little bit better than having nothing or having boring old water. So I decided to replace that with um, coffee. And then eventually I tried replacing it with tea. Now I haven't gotten into it as much as you have, but a little bit, or the LaCroix drinks as well. Yeah, yeah, sparkling water is nice too. Um, I mean, the other thing that was, so in that line of thinking, when it comes to drinks that are interesting in some way that aren't just boring old water, you don't have a ton of options that aren't either unhealthy in some way or expensive. So like a latte is expensive. And a lot yeah. of people are, are lactose intolerant, so they can't drink milk all day. Uh, obviously, all forms of soda are bad for you. So those are like a treat. They should be yeah. thought of as a dessert, not a drink that you have all day long. Yeah, I drink one spoonful of Mountain yeah.
1: Dew every morning with breakfast.
0: <laughs> one spoonful. <laughs> so really that leaves like regular coffee, water, um, tea, and then things like kombucha and probiotic drinks. Yeah, when kombucha is actually also tea. Oh yeah, kombucha. We should talk about that then. Yeah. But they're so they're like you probably see those Kavita probiotic, uh, cleanse drinks at Whole Foods. I think those are actually very, very good, but they are also very expensive. It's like at yeah. least three fifty for a bottle of that. So obviously, that's not something that you want to be getting into the habit of drinking all the time because that's expensive. Yeah, and you Whereas, can get
1: tea for a really good price because yeah. tea is like the drink that everyone drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be priced out of everybody because yeah. The world drinks it exactly, including poor people. Yep. that you can't you can't just make a product that big
0: and not have it accessible. Mm-hmm. So, tea and coffee both cheap. Um, I haven't done the math on which one is cheaper, and I also I don't even think I want to go down that road because I think that road leads to like a can of Old Folgers and a bag of Lipton. And th- I guess if if this episode does anything for people it would be to um ignite their curiosity about the higher quality sides of either coffee or tea.
1: So uh, yeah, I think I think that the one of my favorite parts about tea is I love food novelty. So it's mm-hmm. like I want to become a connoisseur casually. Mm-hmm. I'm not like taking classes or nothing, but I can become a connoisseur of tea. I could go there's this place in Portland that does tea flights and they'll do a flight of all green teas and to me I'm like, "Ooh, I want to see the slight differences between each of these green teas." Yeah. I don't, I don't need to differentiate them between the other ones. That's too obvious. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like becoming a wine sommelier, but it's less uh, p- pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> Tea is a humble drink. I don't know, man. Tea is a very humble drink. I would find it ridiculous. Medium body. <laughs> yeah. well, There's it's uh, a pretty, you know, pretty light body. Very little tannins in here, actually.
0: Like almost None.
1: <laughs> well, like it goes just as deep as that because the big cultural drinks that humans drink, mm-hmm. like beer, wine, tea, coffee, we, we come up with such varieties that you can go all over the world and have like infinite things to try. Yeah. And that's crazy.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's like human you said, culture. it's, uh, you know, one plant, but there are so many different variables that you can exploit and, and tweak to yeah. make so many different flavor profiles. It's the same with wine you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's fermented grapes for the most part, Yeah. but you have all of these different uh, qualities and geographic locations and things that make each different type of wine what it is. Yeah. You know, same it's, thing with all the tea. It's really cool. So uh, on that note, let's, let's talk about like differences between white tea, green tea, black tea, because you said they're all the same plant. Yeah. So white is green tea. I mean, I know you said that there's the shade and the the location and all that kind of stuff, altitude. Okay, so that, that will affect everything. Here?
1: The difference is, so all teas can, can differ based on where you're growing them and okay. whether they're grown in shade and all this stuff. And you'll usually do that for a specific purpose because once the tea is picked, um, the difference between white, green, black teas and all those is the level of oxida- oxidization that happens ah, okay. before they stop it. So a white or a green tea both of them are on the very low end of oxidization. So pretty quickly, comparatively, after they've been picked, they will be heated or dried or something will be done to them to stop the oxidization process and keep them where they're at. So that's why they will both have a lighter and fresher sort of grassier feel. Yeah, it it
0: does like smell and taste grassier, especially green tea. Yeah,
1: especially green tea, which is my favorite. And Mm -hmm. And see, so you'll even get differences there because Japanese green teas are generally, they're steamed to stop the oxidization process, ah. but Chinese green teas, at least the, a lot of them are going to be more pan fired instead. So, so there they're are putting different them into a different, oven? they're put just like in a, in a, like a pan, you know, just dry them oh, out on the pan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, I, and I mean, that's not all of them. They're going to always be exceptions because yeah. there are so many teas, but there are even different ways that they use to stop how it oxidizes oxidizes. Mm. And then black teas go on for much longer. So they'll get a bit of a deeper flavor. And then you've got Pu'ar teas, which are fermented.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Literally fermented. In fact, they'll sometimes you'll have like bricks of that sitting in a cave for a while while it just just gets ready.
0: Okay. I wonder, do they have to scrape mold off of Pu'ar bricks kind of like they do with cheese? I would assume so. Okay because that's, it, it, those have a
1: really good earthy flavor too. Yeah, they're, I like puar. a they're lot. They're delicious. And,
0: and actually, in, um, in terms of bagged tea, there is a, I don't remember the brand. I think it's, is it Numi? Is that a brand of tea? Yeah. Yeah. I think Numi sells a chocolate puar that is bagged, but I really like it. So that's that's a pretty decent one if you can find it at your uh, grocery store or wherever you buy tea. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there are
1: some brands of bagged tea that are that are going to be good. So definitely don't like try to be a purist about it and ruin your ability to get into tea. But that's the basic difference is the oxidization levels.
0: So with black tea, are they just like letting it sit out in the sun before frying it or whatever they do? I don't. I don't know if I could say an answer to that that would that would apply to all of them. Mm -hmm. But and
1: just it's allowed more time to. Do naturey stuff. Okay. Before they stop it, gotcha. With heat,
0: so there is green, white, black, puar, which is the fermented type. Yeah. Um, and then, as far as tea goes, is there anything else? There. Let's see.
1: Um, I'm my trying to list. Like mentally... My list is broken. I oh, think that's in general. Okay. The types of tea. Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah. And other other than that, you'll get different preparations within each class and different mixtures within each class of tea yeah. cuz like I said earlier, a lot of black teas uh, are mixed with other stuff like bergamot.
0: What's bergamot? Is it another herb or something?
1: Uh yeah, probably. Okay. I, don't, I don't I don't even I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah. I when I picture it, I pictured an oil that tastes like bergamot. Oh. I don't actually know what it looks like. But um, chai is also mixed with like ginger
0: and yeah, a bunch of spices. So then if you, your average tea store you go into, you're gonna see a bunch of other things, but those are gonna be um, herbal infusions. So I guess you're, you're gonna have your tea yeah. sections and within each section you will have like straight up black tea. You'll have different varietals from different locations. And then you'll have say like um, hot cinnamon black tea is black tea with cinnamon in it, which yeah. I bought before. I tend to like the cinnamon rooibos better. It tastes way cinnamonier. So that's, that's not now a word. That's now a word. Okay. Cinnamon ear. Fair. Um, but there's also going to be things like, I, I apparently chamomile, which is not tea. Um, I'm guessing sleepy time is also not tea. Then? That is, that is not tea. Is sleepy time basically chamomile plus mint?
1: I is that what it is? That, or I mean, or peppermint sounds, or something like that? That sounds
0: like a reasonable combination. Cause when I buy it, like, well, I know that chamomile is often thought of as a bedtime tea. Yeah. So maybe it has some melatonin or something like that. So you that. wouldn't want actual tea in there. You'd get caffeine. Oh, cause all tea. So all tea is going to have some for, sort of caffeine, right? Unless it's been taken
1: out on purpose. Okay. So you can, get, you can get decaffeinated tea. That's right. Of course. Yeah. But tea leaves have caffeine.
0: Do you happen to know how they do that? I, right now what I'm picturing <laughs> is
1: little gnomes pulling out caffeine. I have no idea.
0: That, that seems scientific. I, have, I don't, I don't
1: actually know how they decaffeinate stuff because I've I've never gotten decaffeinated anything.
0: All right. Well, uh, we'll just let the audience Google that for themselves. I but assume gnomes. For now, gnomes. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Decaffeinating gnomes. I mean, hey, I don't think that your life is going to change much if uh, you believe that or yeah, not. If I, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If I
1: believe that or I find out what it really is, it does. I don't think it's going to change my day-to-day appreciation by, of yeah.
0: tea. Sherlock Holmes didn't need to know that the uh, earth goes around the sun. How's that going to affect my work? Don't need to know it.
1: Yeah. So those are the basic types of teas. And then you'll have your herbal infusions, which Mm -hmm. are also called uh, tisans, which is like French. And there's also an Italian word that's close to that. I don't know who did it first, Mm -hmm. but that's pretty much it. And then you've got yerba mate. That's a South American drink. Yeah. And rooibos is an African drink. Okay. And you'll have ones like that that are big enough that they get their own name. Yeah. But they're not tea still. They're just another plant that we like to throw in water.
0: So- Maybe it's just the specific internet circles I run in, but I often see rooibos just kind of grouped in with tea, but then mate almost is considered its own thing. Like there's like a trifecta of like mate, coffee, and tea. Is that just because it's super popular in Uh, South America or because of its supposed health benefits or It could be that, but I would
1: guess that it is because the caffeine level is somewhat like a mixture of, it's like in between- Oh okay. So, it's it's a very in the middle of coffee and tea kind of drink in in flavor to me as well as caffeine content. So like if you were getting off of a coffee thing, that would be a nice place to start. I've actually never had monte before. It's pretty cool.
0: What does it taste like? Does it like is it
1: sweet at all or like? I don't know that I would say it's sweet by itself the way I've had it. Okay, but. I'm also bad at describing flavors. It it really to me is closer to coffee flavor-wise mm. than tea, but it's it's still not quite coffee. It's a weird middle ground.
0: The only mate I've ever had is like the cans they sell at Whole Foods that which tastes, that tastes that's definitely I different nothing. because it in, tastes like
1: juice in their and it's actual normal form you'll have people like going around all day with it in like a
0: little gourd thing and they like keep preparing the same yeah. stuff all day long. I've seen the gourds and the gourds make it feel like the most hipster out of all the all the drinks. I don't know why. Maybe it's just I'm very unfamiliar Well, maybe with South
1: that. America's just really hipster. Maybe that, that must be <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> that's just a bunch of hipsters down there. <laughs> yeah, that's got to <laughs> so be it. The most popular drink. Actually, I wonder if it's the most popular drink down there in terms of like coffee tea and and mate or if it's just very popular as opposed to here where it's virtually unknown outside of like health bloggers. It seems yeah. I don't know. I, I've never really heard people talk much about mate.
1: No, coffee definitely has so, the stronghold here. Yes,
0: absolutely. Uh, okay, so we've talked about our herbal infusions. we talked about the different varietals of tea, and there's also rooibos and mate, which are not tea, but they are big enough to kind of have their own names. Um, I think a good way to round this out would be to talk about like what some of our I guess what I'll ask you is what are a couple of your absolute favorites? And then what are a couple recommendations for people who are new to tea to get into it? And also before we do that, um, we should explain exactly what loose leaf tea is. Cause I don't think we actually yeah. straight up talked about that. Yeah, it turns out there's a lot and how you, and how you kind of like do it. So, uh, and I, I, guess I can take this one cause I do drink a lot of loose leaf tea so for the most part, people will go to the store and they'll buy a bag of tea or a box of bags. You know, you put your bag in the tea and, you know, the water and you pull it out at the end. Um, loose leaf is just that minus the bag. So, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but typically isn't it thought that loose leaf tea is usually going to be fresher or better flavored or just in general, better tasting?
1: Yes, I, w- I would say that definitely in in most cases, that's going to be true because okay. it depends on the bag tea you get. You can get bag tea that's got quality, loose, like loose leaf put into a bag. Yep. That's all. That's pretty much the same other than some minor differences. Okay. But a lot of tea bags will have – so you get little chopped up bits of leaves. Mm-hmm. Or, or you can get, um, I think it's called fannings, like the last remnants of tea after they process it. So like the cheapest uh, tea leaf dust. Yeah. So in bags, y- you might get that. And the smaller bits of tea will start to get bitter faster. They will cook faster. Ah, okay. So you won't get the full thing. And loose leaf, if you give it enough room, the leaves will unfurl in the water and yeah. release like a full amount of flavor mm-hmm. and... But, th- but that's pretty much it if you're getting good bagged tea it'll it'll be like the same
0: okay so so basically if you're buying like a really cheap brand of tea it's like the same as ordering so if steak you go to a, a hotel restaurant and you're getting like the the last like old cut that they have to cook well done to even serve to you and then you're just yeah. like well I don't like steak yeah you're like you're not really getting a true example of what a steak should taste like
1: yeah if you go to a hotel and the, the you don't like the tea that's on top of the little fridge yeah it's not because you don't like tea necessarily. <laughs> it's because you, you it's don't because like a bad quality it's drink. It's because that, yeah, it's not going to be, <laughs> they're not going to put gyokuro up there. That would be yeah. really not cost effective.
0: Okay, cool. And actually you're reminding me, Anna has tea bags that do not have tea in them. And then yes. she will put loose leaf in there. So that's just another way of steeping loose leaf. So basically you can go to a store. The most popular one that I know of is Teavana. They're in the mall. Um, I would say like, look and see if your town has a local tea shop first. Just because in my experience, t tends to be a little high pressure salesy. Oh yeah. I feel
1: like they're staring at me. If I'm just like, I'm looking at this teapot and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you keep looking. <laughs> Let me know if you have any questions. I'll just be right here. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, T-Von, it's not bad. It's just, they definitely take a more high pressure approach to tea than any tea shop I've been in. Most tea shops have what you kind of would expect a tea shop to have in terms of vibe. It's a little bit chill. You yeah. just kind of go in there like playing shakuhachi music or something. And they maybe will say hi and can it help you, but they won't be like standing over your shoulder being like, are you going to buy that pot? Are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. See if there's a tea shop in your town. But if not, there's probably a mall. And that mall probably has a tivana, And you can go in and... Um, other than like the high pressure stuff, which I think is just their policy. Most of the time, people there are going to be able to tell you like what the most popular varieties are. So just go and, and try a few you could try our recommendations that we're going to give in a couple of minutes here or something that seems interesting to you. And then you're basically just going to have a bag full of tea and hopefully you're going to have instructions for how to brew it. But if you don't, there are zillions of websites out there, which will give you instructions. Um, the tea shop that you and I go to is called Kucha, yeah. and their website has instructions for all of their tea varieties, which they have a lot. So if nothing else, you could just go to Kucha's website and see. So like, and you want to do this because a green tea is like, you want to do that at 175, right? Ish. For a few minutes. That's like, like in a, it's,
1: a, it's a good approximate thing. Yeah. My, the best green tea I've ever had was actually done at 203 for 30 oh, really? seconds. Okay. So like so it, there's, it really some, there's some leeway, but a good average is like 175. And I don't know if yeah. that's because I'm drinking Japanese green tea. Maybe that works better for Chinese green tea, which is the more commonly available one.
0: I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess this is another important thing to, t- to point out. Low quality tea is going to give you a bad tasting drink, but also um, preparing it improperly is going to give you a bad tasting drink because if you steep it for too long, it will be bitter. Yeah. Like overly bitter. Yeah. The right chemicals will start coming out of the leaves. Yeah. Um, same as if you open a bottle of wine and then you recork it and you let it sit for like five days, it's, it's gonna oxidize and it's gonna taste really bad. So, I mean, most food has like a, a optimal way of preparing it. And if you don't do it right, then you're not gonna get the right experience. So follow the directions. And there are a zillion different ways to prepare it. Um, if you have a French press sitting around, I think this is actually gonna be my recommendation now because this can also be used for coffee And a French press is like 10 bucks. Yeah, as as long as you're willing to clean it enough to keep the coffee flavor from impacting lighter teas. Yeah, if you're doing both coffee and tea, then you're going to have to clean out the French press more I would say
1: that 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 flavor would probably impact a white or a green tea more negatively than it will impact this. It would probably have just been a nice coffee note. I don't think it wouldn't have been a big deal.
0: Yeah, but I think this might actually be the cheapest way to do... Loose leaf. I mean, you, you well, can also you can, buy little loose, loose leaf steepers and stuff, but I guess in terms of like a, if you, if you have nothing for a good quality coffee and good quality tea right now, I had literally had not thought about this until this episode, but the French press is like perfect for both because both with coffee grounds or with loose leaf tea leaves, you would just throw your leaves or grounds in there. You'd pour the right amount of water. And then once the steep time is up, you just press the plunger. That's going to, push all your grounds or leaves down to the bottom and you have ready to go tea. Yeah. And if you want to make I mean, it, a lot, work. you know, you don't have to fill up one mug right away. You could have fancy little tiny glasses like we have and the yeah. rest could just be sitting in there. Um, there's also, if you go to Teavana specifically, but actually I think most tea shops will have this. There's like, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It's just little thing. Um, there's like a lid at the top, you pour in the water, you pour in your leaves and then once the steeping is done, you just set it on top of your glass, and it will press this pressure plate that just lets all the water fall out the bottom. Yeah. So that works. And then uh, there's plenty of like just little mesh cages or baskets that you can put on top of your mug, or you can get a teapot that has one built in.
1: Yeah, and you could you could use those Tons little tea
0: bags or the teabags. Like you could get like a
1: hundred yeah. of them for like three or four bucks if you if you wanted a super low yeah low commitment entry into it and also you can just put leaves in your cup and put the water in if you're willing to just filter out leaves as you drink with your lips oh, this yeah. is, this is also a common way of actually of the, drinking it it's just i think yeah. i think we're really picky over here we are picky so over we're here. like keep those <laughs> gross leaves that i'm knowingly drinking stuff from out of my mouth
0: well actually so if but, I'll, I'll, oh you can, can also said, well, blow them you know to
1: get <laughs> you can you can blow the leaves to the other side of the cup then sip then you blow the leaves that. to the other side of the cup then sip now if you're doing a drink like rooibos, we didn't always have fancy weird things.
0: Is is almost a powder. I would so need I would, like probably, I would probably get like a that. bag or something. Yeah, or a bag. Um and actually I just thought about this an even cheaper way to do it. If you have a common everyday strainer for like ramen noodles or whatever around your house, you could just pour your water with your leaves through that into another mug and voila. Yeah. Tea. Yeah, that would totally Basically, work. Basically you just need a strainer of some sort that now, is that has small enough holes for whatever variety of tea that you bought.
1: Uh, you're also going to need to be able to heat the water the right way. So if yeah. you do not have a fancy multi-temperature electric kettle or something, and, and if you don't even want to buy a regular tea kettle, then it would be one, possibly easier to start out with black teas or herbal infusions that generally require boiling because mm-hmm. it's easy for you to see if it's boiling. Yep. But like I said earlier, some of my favorite green teas have been you, you make it at 203, 208 degrees Fahrenheit or something for 30 mm-hmm. seconds or so. So there are ways to prepare stuff with, yeah. with the hotter water, or you can boil it, let it sit for a few minutes, try it out. The worst thing that happens is like you have a cup of bitter tea and you're like, or it's weak tea, and you're like, I'll try that better next time. Yeah. But if you start out with the ones that need boiling, then all you need is literally a pot that can boil water, Yep. and that's probably the least commitment yeah, that's for you. So, to yeah, start I guess out.
0: a pot with boiling water and a mesh. They didn't have, mesh thing. you know,
1: electric multi temperature kettles. No, they didn't. In uh, China or Japan. In fact, you can learn, you can be proficient at learning to read the bubbles of a boiling pot of water. Really?
0: I think, yeah, you told me that. I yeah, they, that they used to call
1: them by the by, like the size mm-hmm. ba- in comparison to like an animal's eyes. I can't remember, what it was, I think fish eyes was like a certain level okay. and shrimp eyes was a certain level. And it was like you could kind of guess the temperature it was at.
0: That'd be a cool skill to learn.
1: Yeah, I kind of wanted to do it, but I have not because it turns out that that's, I didn't need it yet. Yeah. I'm kind of busy
0: to learn bubbles all day. You got to sit there and watch them for a while. I just bought an electric kettle. And I will say, so you can go to Walmart or Target or whatever, and you can buy an electric kettle. The cheap ones do not have settings for temperatures. They will literally just boil it. Um, One step up in price will get you one where you have different temperature settings. What I will tell you on that note is that I have tried many and many break after a few months. And I think it's just because the the cheap heating elements they put in the heating base, they just eventually short out. Um, There's a specific one that I have. I don't remember the brand. I can probably put it in the show notes, but it, it has a gooseneck instead of just a spout. That one has lasted me, I think over a year at this point. And all the other ones I've owned in the past have broken on me before a year. So, I mean, it ends up being like 50 bucks every time it breaks. So I want one yeah. that doesn't break. So that's well, why I bought it that It turns one. <laughs> out
1: those things are actually doing a pretty difficult job. So when when, yeah, you, when they water, try to make it, it really cheap, then mm-hmm. it's just not going to last forever.
0: But the problem is like even the really like more than $100 ones, I've read the reviews and people have said like even yeah. these ones break. Yeah. So it,
1: it's hard to heat water in 30 yeah. seconds, you know?
0: I don't know. Maybe like the stovetop is the most tried and true way to do it. And you can buy, you can even buy a tea kettle that just goes on top of your stove. And that way you can easily pour yeah, just it and like it will a whistle when it's kettle. boiling. Uh, so if you don't care about temperature or you want to learn to read the bubbles and learn Yeah, I can, I can eyes, have a Japanese tea kettle because <laughs> I want to learn
1: to read the bubbles. I'm just, yeah, I'll save that for when I've got some, a free week to learn about bubbles.
0: Okay. So to wrap this up, uh, two of your favorite teas and then two that you think are great introductory teas for okay. noobs.
1: Um my favorite tea genre is Japanese green tea. So my two favorites are going to be hojicha, which is roasted; it's got a nice sweetness mm-hmm. to it, and genmai cha, which is sencha, regular green tea uh, from from Japan, mixed with toasted and or roasted. I don't remember which. Who cares? Rice, like popped mm. rice kernels. So you'll get kind of a nutty. Yeah flavor coming through there. I like those the best.
0: I love the smell of those ones. Yeah. They're they're pretty good as well. They're not my favorites, but I love how they smell.
1: And for recommendations, so if you're the kind of person who's been drinking coffee, and if you've been drinking coffee with, uh, you know, in latte form with milk and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. then it may be a good stepping stone for you to start with a black tea or or an oolong or something and maybe mix it with milk in a sweetener, go ahead and put in a sweetener because if you've been coming from soda, the chances that you're gonna put that much sugar into it are almost, you'll know. You know, when, (laughs) oh, I've put like 10 teaspoons of sugar, you need to stop, but- You need to not get to that point. (laughs) As long as you're not being unreasonable, you can put a little sweetener in there and it's gonna be a huge jump from what you may have been drinking before. Mm -hmm. And I would say that another thing is- um, let's see, what would be another
0: thing? If you're into, well, you, so you said a black tea, but you didn't, I mean, are you just like telling them I to would go say, to the store and get black tea? Chai, straight you up? know
1: what? Chai. Chai. Okay. Chai is a really good one. The spice is nice on that. Okay. But mixed with m- milk and sweetener. And then actually I do think that the milk oolong, if you can find a good one. Yeah. It was surprisingly creamy. It was so creamy that when I drank it, I was like, wait, what? I thought this didn't have milk. I'm really confused it's right really now. Really creamy. Like yeah. it's really good mm-hmm. and it's a really smooth flavor. And the other stuff, I, I love all of it, but yeah. those are the two that are going to be most similar to what somebody who hasn't been drinking tea already yeah. may be drinking. So okay. it, it's a good stepping stone.
0: Cool. Um, so my two favorites, I mean, I have a lot. To... <sighs> I guess like the ones I'm going to say as beginner teas are also some of my favorites because I'm not like you, I don't actually like the green teas very much. Um my two favorites are Lapsang Souchong. Oh, cupo fish. We like to call cupo fish on this podcast. It That's is a, a smoked black tea that smells like smoked salmon. Um I would not say that it is a beginner tea, but I love it and I love it with a little bit of milk or cream. So that's a very good one. And then not tea, but my favorite to like drink in this category is the hot cinnamon rooibos. You can also get hot cinnamon black tea. but I've found that the rooibos has a stronger taste to it. So mm-hmm. I like that. I like it's a really strong taste. In terms of beginner ones, I'm gonna try to re- recommend some that like anybody could just go to the store and buy because not everyone's gonna have a Tivana or a local tea shop that they can just easily go to and buy some like hipster, you know, loose leaf stuff. So um, English or Irish breakfast tea, those are two very good varietals of black tea that work really well with milk and sugar. So I often have those uh, for breakfast in the morning. I like Irish breakfast better. It's a little stronger in my opinion, but I think that English breakfast is more popular. You're gonna find that at Starbucks, at Panera, anything really. Yeah. Um, there's also like Earl Grey and Lady Grey. Those are both, I believe, black teas that are pretty good. Are they the same? Just different I think they genders are, or are they actually a different formula? I think they are somewhat ne- different. Never heard of Lady Grey. I don't know. I see Lady Grey at the store sometimes. I don't know enough about tea to know how huh. different they are. Okay. Um, I don't even know if I've had Lady Grey. I've just seen it before. That's cool. But there's a bunch of those kinds of things. And then let's see here. I really love that chocolate puar, which comes in... Uh, bags. And I also put milk in that. I put milk in a lot of things. And then the other one I'm going to recommend is either chamomile or sleepy time. So both of those are not tea. They are herbal infusions, but they're a great like before bed drink. Basically every single night I make either chamomile or sleepy time. And if it's chamomile, I personally like to put honey in mine. Yeah. Um, Now you can buy honey chamomile, but Anna the other night, or I think it was a few weeks ago, we were at the store and I was about to buy some honey chamomile. And she was like, why don't you just buy chamomile and put honey in it? <laughs> and I went, oh, actually that makes sense. Yeah, That would be a higher quality ingredient because I'm literally putting real honey in there. Uh, so now I do that. So basically every night we do one or the other. I think there's actually a slight bit of melatonin or something in there in both of those types of, t- uh, I guess, herbal infusion. So they can kind of get you into that ready for sleep state a little bit but they're not strong enough to build any sort of, I think, dependence like a a sleeping medication would. So it's just like a nice calming before bed drink. Yeah. Um, So try those out. Try out the Irish breakfast and the Lady Grey or the Earl Grey. And um, yeah, I think other than that, whatever looks cool at the store, try it out. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Sometimes you are. Yep. I don't know. I've gotten a bunch of, oh, you know, what was really good that root beer, Ramos. Oh, that, that was a, that was an interesting one. Yeah, and and it was like that's going to taste horrible. But when you think about it, like root beer is just soda with specific spices and herbs that yeah, give it that you know, root beer it's taste. It tastes a
1: sparkling sugary herbal
0: infusion. <laughs> kind of. Well, I don't well, I mean, obviously the root beer robust is not soda. It's just everything else that no, makes it's just, root beer. Just, you know, root, beer's root beer is just an herbal infusion. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it's just an herbal infusion or a soda herbal infusion. So you just take it without the soda and the million grams Ooh, of sugar. If you mixed it with sparkling
1: water, maybe it would be pretty similar. I kind of you know, want to try that You know, if you make now. that, put some sparkling water in there that isn't flavored. And have you now made unsweetened and better for you root beer?
0: Um, oh, so here's a good question. Can you cold, steep tea or herbal infusions? you, I know you, can make you ice would not tea. want to cold steep them. to make. You can make iced
1: tea out of all of them. You're going to want to put like 50 to 100% more tea than you were going to. Okay. So like, you know, 1.5 to two times the tea. and then, At the correct then, temperature then, first? Yeah, and, and then, then ice just, it. Okay,
0: so you just-, just Because you need, you need yeah. the heat to bring out the chemicals. Gotcha, okay. So if we wanted to do our little root beer experiment, we would need to make the robots normally and then pour yeah, in and a bunch then, of really cold, cold sparkling water. And then, yeah. All right. that, that sounds interesting, actually. I'm down to try this, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, is this episode 207, I believe? Yes. I think it is. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to have a bunch of resources in the show notes for this episode. So you can go to cigpodcast.com slash 207. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the show notes link in the description down below, as always. So check that out if you are looking for any of the resources we mentioned, like uh, Kucha's website with all the brewing instructions, or anything else we happen to talk about. I can't remember the entire episode right now, but that's what our show notes guy is for, and he does a great job. So check out those show notes. If you have questions, um, YouTube comments are probably the best place to leave them. So if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel for this podcast yet, and you're just listening to it on Spotify or iTunes or what have you, you may want to check it out. Uh, obviously, you don't have to watch it there, and we do our best to not like put a bunch of stuff in the video that's like exclusive to video. Oh, but yeah. It's a fun place to hang out and it is probably my favorite place to go gather questions and comments for future episodes. So let us know what you think. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom TomFrankly, or you can follow Martin by, I don't know, going back to the 1800s and shaking his hand or something like that. Uh, you know, I got, I got a Twitter. I see it sometimes. <laughs> he does have a Twitter, yeah. I'll... I check it. Sometimes I respond
1: to stuff, but I, I don't really post more than once every season.
0: Yes, Follow Martin on Twitter if you have questions for him, not for like insightful tweets because they come like once every three months, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> I go to your Twitter sometimes and I'm like, man, you haven't tweeted in like six months. And then I go to the repl- replies tab and there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so I'll, I'll respond you to stuff
1: if I have the time. I just don't care. What do I have that I should share? I don't care if people know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I like social media, but not yeah. everyone has to like it. Yeah. Otherwise, we all just all be tweeting all day. That's true. That would be a boring world. So thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you want to find our favorite resources for improving your life as a student, ranging from productivity apps to the books we recommend to things that you should pack for your dorm or for going back to school, you can check out all of that stuff over at collegeinfogeek.com slash resources. And uh, otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode. Stay cute.